You're tuning in to Two Nicole's One Podcast. Buckle up and eat your weedy sweet cheeks. It's about to get good. Welcome to Two Nicole's One Podcast. We're here actually on episode 31. We're getting old, Nicole. We are. We are. I know, it's crazy. It's gonna be so 50 soon. Yeah, we're gonna be 50. <laughs> we're gonna be on Medicare. Thanks for the Medicare. Don't they already send you those uh, Medicare yeah. things? Oh, yeah. So it will be set. Actually, I feel like I've sung that on this podcast before. Probably. Probably. Which is um, telling to my age and my Golden Girls fandom. <laughs> That's all the commercials are for. Yeah, so. Yeah. If you guys didn't know who I am, which is, yeah, I'll get into something else with that. A little bit later on in the podcast, but I don't want to jump ahead too many times. Um, Nicole, anything crazy happened to you this week? Anything moderate? Um, well, I don't think we need to talk about libraries or bathrooms this week, so yeah. that, that's out. <laughs> so anything that we're too wildly passionate about, we're <laughs> um, going to leave off the table this yeah. week. Yeah, we'll just leave those off. Um, I only have two things. Um, so I saw this article where the seven-year-old in Arkansas um, wrote a letter to Old Navy asking for real pockets and girl pants and I was like thank you thank you seven-year-old because why why aren't there real pockets and girl pants like front pockets Front, okay yeah like because I have a lot of pairs of jeans that those front pockets are fake well so I um years ago I shopped at this store in Pittsburgh it's not there anymore it's called Pittsburgh Jean Company um but they would I guess because of the look like, people would even, in jeans that had front pockets, because a lot still do, yeah. they would actually cut and sew them because mm-hmm. of the look. I guess a lot of women feel it makes them hippier Interesting. Wow. than they otherwise are, so they cut and sew them. So it's an aesthetic thing, I guess, you know, so women look thinner. I suppose, but seven-year-olds, they need their pockets for their things. I know. Yeah, so yeah. at least get girls. But, but, okay, so if we go on that, so, like, looking thinner and stuff, we're giving self or body images to young kids by not letting them have stupid little pockets in their pocket in, that, their, in their pants. Or maybe it's parents like I do not want my child taking a fork with them on an airplane. But it can go in their back pocket. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. 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 So I don't. Yeah. If it's the same reason, or I think a lot of times they do mock children's clothes off of adults' clothes. So that is probably it. True. I was just playing the devil's advocate there. Yeah. Um, Who knows? But yeah. It, Girls don't really have pockets in a lot of things, though. Yeah. You know what? It's been so... It's funny you bring that up, though, because, like, me just, like, I'm thinking... Trying to think of the last time I wore children's clothes, and it's been a very long time, so I'm like, I honestly don't remember. (laughs) True. And then even my niece is 11, and she's... Well, she's, like, taller than me, so she doesn't wear (laughs) kids' clothes, and the only kid I buy clothes for right now is my nephew, who's a boy, so... But yeah, that's that is interesting. Yeah, I was thinking I haven't bought kids' clothes in a while either, and mainly nephews. And then now Dan has a niece, so it's been like onesie so far. Yeah, and she's so, a baby. Yeah, so. so we haven't seen. Well, you know what? I can't wait to buy her pants. Yeah, I have a, <laughs> a niece coming up, but she's not even born yet. Yeah, so. so no pants for her. No, and then they just the pant the only pants they wear are leggings until they're yeah, you know. And they don't. I mean, babies don't need pockets maybe maybe not you don't know what they're up to it could be boss baby that is true then they need a suit they need a suit they need a suit yes and then pockets on the inside that's true that's true yeah for their pager yeah (laughs) or what do you think this is the 90s (laughs) yeah they're boss babies 
they gotta get a text with on their pager. Okay. So they can call their friends. I was thought they were a little more modern. No. Nope. You know, silly me. Nope. They're mob mob babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh goodness. So this past week. I've been waiting to tell you about this debate so I could get your live reaction. Okay. So, I know you've been telling me. You had something to bring up. On the I mind. did. I did. So the other night, um, we play trivia with a group of friends um, every Tuesday, usually every Tuesday. Um, and we'll give a little shout out to Jenna because she listens. Hey, Jenna. Um, yeah, we'll <laughs> see if you really do listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we play. And this past week, um, me, Jenna, her husband Spencer, and Dan were there. And we were talking about a bridal shower that Jenna's going to. And she was saying that she's just going to bring a gift card. And the gift card um, is either going to be to Target or Amazon because that's what um, she's registered. registered. And that the fact, the reason she wasn't purchasing a gift was because that everything on the register was pretty much already taken. So she's going to do a gift card to someone she registered. Her husband is like, why don't you just give cash? You should just give cash. Cash is a better gift. And Jenna was saying that she kind of just doesn't want to do that. She doesn't feel like you give cash at like baby showers or bridal showers. It's just not something you do. So Dan's over there back and Spencer up like, why? Everybody likes cash. So she asked me and I was like, honestly, I wouldn't give cash at a bridal shower. I was like, I would either give a gift card or I would buy something off the registry. Um, and I was like, for a wedding, obviously cash. Cause like that, that's just whatever. Yeah. I just think there's an etiquette there is to what you do. You don't just like when you you open presents at a bridal shower and everything. So you're not just like, Oh, thank you for the $5. Like it's awkward. That's so tacky. let me hear your take. No, I think that's tacky. Thank that's you. an etiquette. Thank you. Um, at something like a bridal or baby shower, there is a registry for a reason mm-hmm. and you buy what's on the registry and it does, it drives me nuts. When people don't, like there have been times where, you know, people don't have a registry. So I've sent, and it's still you don't send cash. Like you go um, maybe buy them, you know, a household item, send them a vase, something like that. If it's somebody that's not having a shower, yeah, you know, something like that, you know, wine glasses, a vase, um, just some kind of household, some kind of home item. But I would never send them cash. cash. Right. So we, that's like you're really... You guys are off to a terrible start. That, that's what I said. Like, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah. I, a gift card, especially because, like, if you, you know, the family goes in and buys everything first, and if they don't have a ton of stuff on the registry, it's like, oh, I'm going to buy you a dish towel and uh, a mixing spoon, and it's just, yeah, I would just literally get a gift card. Yeah, see? Well, that, that was our exact point. So then you had them come back at us, say that um, when we said, like, a gift card, or they're saying a gift card's impersonal, blah, 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 and I was like, well, so is cash. So Dan's point was, no, you have to go all the way to the ATM and you're taking time out of your day to pull that cash out. You care more about that person than a gift card. Because her husband kept going, you're doing it for the perks. They know you're doing the gift card for the fuel perks. We're just like, what? Not necessarily. Yeah, not everybody has fuel perks. And who not cares? everybody buys a gift card at a place that they can fuel perks. Yeah, I just, we were just, it was just absurd. So then we got the DJ involved. And he actually pretty much sided with us. Yeah, there's yeah. there's just an etiquette about Thank a lot you. of things. I'm glad that you said that. And I yeah. hope uh, he listens to the same I know. Well, I'm also very passionate about situational etiquette. Yeah, uh, me too. And I just think yes. you just, there's things you just do and you don't do. And the thing is, like, for a wedding, it's not weird to put cash in an envelope. because At the wedding. At the wedding, correct. Because, like, the thing is, like, you're... 
Also, when you're writing thank you cards for a bridal shower, it's weird to write out, thank you for the $50. Yes. Like, at a wedding, you're not writing for the gift. You're writing for the presence of people coming. So, thank you for spending the day with us. Yeah. And I was trying to explain that yesterday, or the other day. Mm-hmm. And you should have seen them. It was getting heated. You would have thought we need Judge Judy up in there. Well, it's it's different because, like, for the bridal shower, it's for the home. Right. And for the wedding, it's for the couple. So that could be for the down payment of the house. Because mm-hmm. well, tra- traditionally, it used to be, like, you got married, then you bought a house, and then that was the kind of thing. Right. But, I mean, nowadays, people do things differently, obviously. Um, you know, actually, did you know that the reason um, the, the bridal bouquet became... It's funny, we're getting into this, but the, the reason the bridal bouquet became a thing is because people didn't used to bathe like they do now, and what? it was to cover up the scent. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of these things are, are archaic in nature, Yeah. but there is an etiquette about them, and you just follow the etiquette. Yeah. Well, there you go, Spencer and Dan. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you've been schooled. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? Um, it's been, I mean, it's been fairly uneventful. I, um, I'm going to go and look at, I, th- I think I'm going to go and look at some swimsuits today, Ooh. which is something I haven't done in years. Well, that'll be fun. Swimsuit yeah. shopping is either a really good time or a really bad time. <laughs> it's never, it's never been good for me. And I think it's because, well, first of all, because I developed early. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was a little girl and I'd shop in the women's section. So that was always hard for me. And, um, then being, then I didn't like really wear any, I'm also not a beach person, so that's a big thing for me. I don't really wear them, so I am going to buy one, so maybe I'll put something on Instagram story, maybe I'll humiliate myself. (laughs) I'm also like fairly conservative, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I I think I'm going to probably run to like Target and I'm going to buy one, so we'll see how that goes. Target does usually have a nice selection of bathing suits. Mm -hmm. And they're usually the price. Yeah. I like and I like to look at Aerie, too. So Aerie's good. Except, don't get me started on Aerie, because for being body exclusive, like, right. you, yeah. you don't, their tops, like, really don't fit anyone over, a, like, a, a C cup. So, just saying, Aerie, if you're listening, you should make your bathing suit tops better. Now, I could go on a rant for that for a while, because there's this whole, like, oh, we're inclusive because we sell a lot of sizes. That being said, like, there is kind of a common sense factor, like... When a woman's of a certain size, she has, like, a certain size boobs. Right. right. And you can say until you're blue in the face, oh, well, we sell a size 3X, so we can fit your boobs in there. Like, you can physically fit them in there, but that ain't going to be comfortable. Right. And it doesn't look good either. So, no. like, yeah, I think they just... I you need support. Yeah. Like, when you're of a certain size, and even, like, I don't have the biggest boobs in the world, but once you're a D, like, you need... A certain amount of support. Yeah, exactly. And especially, like, if you have a larger woman who might be, like, a freaking G or whatever. That's not big. You know, like, no, you think it's somebody who might be, like, if, what do they sell to, like, a 3X or something? Like, if you're if you're a size 3X, you might have size G or H or whatever. Yeah. Like, you don't think that person needs support? They probably need a wire. <laughs> like, no, like, wire yeah. bra. Like, yeah. They need That's something. what they need. They need, like, an actual bra that can go in the pool and... You want to talk about inclusivity, well, you need to give these people support. Great. Because even, like, somebody like, you know, me or, you know, your boobs are bigger than mine. Yeah, indeed. You need, like, 
at least a thick band. Well, great. And that's why I've always had trouble buying bathing suit tops is because, like, well, I well, I was, like, a BC through high school, college, mm -hmm. but I'm a D now. And, and that's kind of the threshold yeah. for wearing the, the quote-unquote cute stuff. Yeah. Right. And if you're a D, like, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that I know that are Ds. Yes. Especially and, because the there's not a lot of it's super thin people in this country. No. And the thing is, like, you go to look and it's like, oh, okay. So, and I always buy like a medium bottom and then you're like, well, now I need an extra large top to match it. And it's still, the extra large top doesn't fit. And it's just like, how is this possible? I mean, it'll fit maybe, but, but like out you're it. falling out and it's not supportive. No. And you think you're going to, if you would have the audacity to wear that in the water. Whew, yeah. Yeah, and I Hopefully know. there's no kids around. Yeah, it's just, it's just stupid. I have found in the past though, there's been one one top from Aerie that has worked and then I've this year a bathing suit comes to you from last year's collection that I never wore because of 2020 but I bought yeah. one at Old Navy because it actually was like more of a halter type top yeah that fit better so yeah no yeah. and that's that's what's crazy like to me I think this whole this inclusivity thing I think is more for marketing purposes oh yeah I could go on that for all day but it's like just because you make your sizes better doesn't mean bigger people can fit into it exactly. and I, honestly I'm not a bigger person but like like it's just to me it's it's glaringly obvious and that drives me insane so agreed <laughs> we, we go on tangents we really do we probably should just yeah. stop on this one <laughs> yeah for like I'm done with them <laughs> be like this will be a four-hour episode uh but I mean I think something that everybody has um noted this week you know we talked about DMX last week. He actually passed away on Friday. Another person that passed away. Yeah. Uh, Prince Charles. And I told you, I don't know if this jokes are going to hit, <laughs> but somebody said, and I forget who it was because I do like to give credit, but I'm going to repeat the joke. And I'm just going to say it wasn't my joke because I forget who said this joke. But somebody said the world's whitest and blackest person died on the same day. I don't get it. Or Prince Philip and DMX died on the same day. Oh. I said, did I say Charles? You did. He didn't die. No, it was yeah. Prince Philip. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. I'm convinced. Because okay. we talk about your crazy conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced that Prince Philip has been, like, dead for a while. Because really? he looks he looks like he's been dead for a while. You think they've been doing, what's that, uh, Weekend at Bernie's? Where they, yeah, where they... I think they've been Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, that'd be actually Weekending hilarious. at Bernie's. Yes. <laughs> Because you would only see pictures of him sitting in a car. I mean, um, that fits. Looking pretty darn dead. All right, that no fits. color. That's just my, like, and they just wanted to try to overshadow DMX, which they probably did in the UK. Yeah, probably. But not here. Hmm, no, it's... Or maybe it's just, like, the people I follow in the media I pay attention to because everything yeah. I saw was about DMX, and then I noticed, you know, that that happened. And I... I do not believe in disrespecting the dead, but I mean, it wasn't, I'm not going to say it wasn't news, but it was like the man's been really sick for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, it happened. But, um, you know, the DMX thing, um, after hearing about his alleged overdose, we don't want to get sued, um, I, and they talked about him being in a vegetated state, they did say he could breathe um, without... I wanted to call it child support, but life support. <laughs> Shouldn't be joking about this, but I'm just stupid. Okay, he um, does a lot in child they, support. Yeah. Oof. They said he could breathe without life support, um, but he wasn't trending upward off of that. Like, he was like a vegetable. 
So I kind of figured that would be the case um, just because he's not, I mean, I know he's been, people kind of confuse celebrity with wealth, but he, um, I don't think he is super wealthy, especially because he's not somebody who's been put in, in 2021, has been putting banger after banger out. He also has 15 children. Yeah. He has a lot of, yeah, he has a lot of responsibility out there and stuff like that. So he probably isn't really extremely wealthy right now because there's yeah. are like, um, like really rich people that will go to another country and get like stem cell and stuff does happen for them. Mm. But that's like really, like it makes you wonder. And yeah. I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to put conspiracy theories out there, but it makes you wonder somebody like, you know, Magic Johnson and how his mm. whole like HIV thing happened. Yeah. And I don't know specifically, I'm not a doctor, but when you have like really wealthy people or like how, you know, Tom Brady has never really had, um, like how he's been able to play quarterback for all these years. He's in his 40s now. You know, you have people like that. And actually, God, what's his name? Who played, who was the quarterback for the Colts for all those years? And then the Broncos. Peyton. Peyton Manning. He's yeah. had stem cell. Like there's a lot of really wealthy people who have, who have done stuff like that. But you have to be really wealthy. It's not just like people with a little bit of money or something yeah. like that. Um, so I just kind of felt like that was what the trend was gonna, what was gonna happen. And I mean, you know, that is heartbreaking because he definitely was somebody who was for the culture. Um, something that I saw that we have in common is I, Gabrielle Union made a comment. I guess she went in his trailer. They were on, I forget what they were on set for or whatever, but he was watching the Golden Girls and talking about how much she liked the Golden Girls. And I was like, eh. I guess real recognizes real, you, yeah, know? you know. Yeah. Who doesn't like that show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy people. Um, but you know, he was um he was very spiritual. I guess he really did try to, you know, turn the ship around. But um, like we talked about last week, just it's been a bad year or bad year and a half almost yeah. pretty much. So it is it is what it is and, and death is very finite and um it's sad, and it's it's hard on the hip hop community. It's it's hard on the world, you know. He was a a big person in not only New York but in the U.S. So we wish, you know, we really wish the best for his family specifically. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I mean, I think that kind of gets into what we wanted to get into. We watched the um, Demi Lovato. Um, documentary that was released on YouTube recently. Well, the last episode just released on YouTube. So we wanted to talk about that, and that deals with addiction, addiction, overdose. Cause she just about, I think she, um, cause she was Narcan, and she, if it would have been a little bit later, she would have been in the same. Same boat. Yeah, so. I think they said like what fifteen minutes she had. Maybe, yeah. yeah. So crazy. Yeah, I mean, she obviously had lasting effects, but she's, you know, and I know that she has been tweeting a lot lately and stuff. Yeah, she. I think this seeing that, I think she's been posting a lot of things about how she doesn't feel right that she survived and he died, and she d doesn't understand it. Um, I. I mean, I think there's. Whether you believe or not believe, I think everybody has this their time on this earth. It just wasn't her time to go. Mm -hmm. um, 
and unfortunately it was DMX's time. Um, it's just sad that that's how he went out for sure. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's really common with people who, um, or I guess, I don't know what you would call it, have went through addiction or going through addiction. Like people who are either sober or are actively, um, you know, using, they kind of, they, they'll feel that, I guess, quote unquote survivor's guilt. Um, whether it's like a friend or somebody that they they know from local or if it's a celebrity or something, they do feel that survivor's guilt. Yeah. So I guess that is common because um, I know a lot of people, a lot of people peg Demi Lovato for being whiny. Yeah. There's, she, there, she gets a lot of hate um, and she definitely did get a lot of hate after her 2017 documentary and then even when she overdosed um, in 2018, it was insane to me how many people had made comments on the internet like, oh, she should have just died, she, whatever, this. Like, how do you say that? Like, yeah. Whether you like her or not, she's a human being. Like, it's just awful. Like, you do, you do see a lot of that, and it's, it's just such a hard thing because until you've actually seen somebody, and, like, I personally feel like if somebody doesn't come forward with their story, which is why we talk about celebrities because their story is public. Right. And also a public person is a little bit different than dealing with a private person because that's not our right to come up with a private person's story. Um, that's illegal, I think, but I don't want to dance on that line. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get an attorney involved, at least. No. Um, whether we'd be bleeding money or not, we just don't want to get an attorney involved. Yeah. Um, but the reason we talk about celebrities is just because we know their story and it's it's just an easy reference point. Um, but it's just like, we all make mistakes. Like, you know, people like me and you, we've never went down that particular path, but it's just like, you know, I don't know if you guys want, want to hear Bible quotes from me, but they (laughs) say in the Bible, like he without sin should cast the first stone or something like that. But I mean, that's kind of the principle, like whether you're a Christian person or not, like, you don't, like, call people out if you're not the one. Right. You, or you don't shame people. I mean, you should be calling people out to try to keep them on track, but you don't shame people and draw attention to their flaws publicly. Right. If you, unless you've never made mistakes, and we all have. Right. Well, I think we should go a little deep dive into who Demi Lovato is, because not I, I'm assuming everyone knows who she is, but I've come to across some people who don't even know who she is, which absurd to me, because she's been all over the place. So, give you a little background. I didn't know who she was until she went into rehab the first time. Like, in 2011? Yeah. Or, okay, okay. So, she she's definitely been around for quite some time um from 2002 to 2004 I would say it's probably when she had her first big break and that was on Barney (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) she her and she actually was on Barney with Selena Gomez did you know that I didn't but fun fact somebody else was on Barney and it wasn't me just kidding before that though right who you Okay, so I did a Barney Live in Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> my dance school got chose to do some Barney Christmas thing. It was like, it was my big break, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and my career ended after that. So, plug. I, I retired after that. Just so you guys know, we are actors. We have a resume, both of us. So do not 
come for us. Okay. And if you need to see proof of that Barney picture, I could post it on Instagram. Yeah. I have a bunch of them on my Facebook, actually. <laughs> uh, okay, so we can continue with Demi Lovato. Anyway. We just want you to know that we're legitimate yeah, yeah. actors. Yeah, I know Barney, okay? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so she did that. And then she, I think like roughly after that, she kind of went back to school, home. Uh, she's from Dallas, Texas, I believe. Yes. And she, and then she kind of got more stardom when she um, signed with the Disney Channel. So she started with doing these uh, shorts where it was like this thing in a hallway where she'd like play music. But then she signed with Camp Rock, which if anyone doesn't know, it was a movie with Disney movie with the Jonas Brothers. Um, and that's where she kind of really like blossomed for sure. Um, so she did that movie and then they did Camp Rock 2. Now, Camp Rock 2 would start aligning with what we come to learn about her um, because of her age. So she was touring at this time. She was touring with the Jonas Brothers. She was doing her own tour. She was writing her, doing her own um, albums at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that kind of brings us to like 2010, I would say, or yeah, 2009 or 2010. Um, I, and I said this, I still remember this day. I was at college and there was like breaking news that Demi Lovato checks herself into rehab. And I was like, what? And it's crazy because a week before that happened, the Jonas Brothers were actually in Pittsburgh um, doing a Camp Rock tour. And me and a friend actually went to that concert and we had VIP seats because I'm a big Jonas Brother fan. <laughs> I paid a lot of money for that ticket. And so in 2009, I think that was, I paid $350 a piece for those tickets. Oh, wow. That's a lot in 2009. Especially for 2009. Yeah. And for like being a kid. Yeah. So um, I like saved all my server money and I was like, I'm going to see the Jonas Brothers. Anyways. Um, so, but it was funny because I'd actually, we went to use the bathroom, um, right as they had stopped doing their VIP thing before like their concert mm-hmm. actually started and Demi actually walked right past me and I was like, oh my God. And she didn't even, and everyone's saying hello. She didn't even acknowledge anybody. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, that's rude. Cause she doesn't, when you see her presence on TV and her interviews, I'm like, she doesn't come off as a rude person. She comes off as a really nice person. But then you come to find out all these things that happened. Um, so she, I guess, would be putting uh, vodka and Sprite bottles on the plane. And she's been doing this, I believe, since like 17, 16 or 17. And then she was doing cocaine and all kinds and of other stuff. And Xanax. Yeah. So she, so who knows? She could have been high when she walked past us. Was, yeah, yeah. So like, and then plus like she struggles really, really bad with an eating disorder. And all of that kind of was happening all at once. So she goes into rehab, but then she does kind of come back out and she, you know, she, she's sober now for nine-ish years. I think it was like nine-ish years. Um, and during that nine years, she dated, um, I never say his name right. What was it? The, that 70s show guy? Um, Milo something. No, that's not it. Mar- Isn't it Vilmer? Vilmer. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know his name. Vilmer Did she something. date that guy? Yeah. For a okay, long time. Okay, she did date. Okay. Yeah, no, no, the Milo guy from the from the Gilmore Girls. I'm thinking of the Gilmore Girls. Today. Oh, him. Did she date that guy? Or I'm just I don't a, think. I, but no, I don't. Think I'm so. literally. I was picturing the right guy. I just said to totally wrong. Okay, Wilmer Valderrama. Him, yes. So they, and he was on Yo Yo Mama. Okay. That's honestly, <laughs> like yeah. Okay. Okay, Nicole. All right, we checked we, out. We figured it out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they dated for a long, for a long time. Um, but she was sober for nine years, and you know, during all that, she had a lot of albums come out um I think she did a a little bit more acting in there I can't really remember but mostly it was music um yeah so then re and then in 2018 she released a song that she's no longer sober 
Um, and she dropped that at like a music awards. Um, and then it was because I guess, it all, and then we found out in the documentary more because really what the world knew was that she overdosed. And I remember seeing those headlines in 2018 too. And that yeah. was kind of all we really ever knew. And then there was a lot of things that like she overdosed on heroin. She was laced with fentanyl. Um, kind of, you know, she's unresponsive. Nobody knows if she's going to make it. You know, then she makes it. Then we start hearing things about the night, but it was all a bunch of pieces from like the media. And I really feel like that's all we really actually knew. There wasn't, she never really hasn't come out and talked about it, nor did it ever get explained publicly what happened until we just saw this documentary. That was a wrap. Was that after or before when Mac Miller overdosed too? It was like right around, around when he did. I think it was around. So it was time. just like you know they're dropping. Yeah. And that's also like around the time when fentanyl became so big, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know what the exact kind of you know quotient is or whatever, but like fentanyl is basically like whatever the the dose of fentanyl is compared to the dose of heroin is like many more times potent, and it just puts anybody down. Yeah. It's just, oh God, I had to like Google exactly what fentanyl does when I watched the documentary because I was like, wait, what is this? But I didn't, but I'm like, that's, that's insane that people would lace drugs with that. Like insane. Apparently, um, it's, <laughs> they would have like patches. So like people, like, and this is pharmaceutically where yeah. it, um, kind of originates from, but you would get a patch and put it on like a, like if you had a sore back or whatever, you put it on the back, but I guess people were breaking that down initially. And then who knows? what um exactly is going on with the, the drug trade i don't lord knows but um it's just a much stronger opioid than than heroin yeah it's just crazy yeah mm-hmm. so that i mean that's because i remember i was like i think it was after mac miller and it was just like oh there goes another one yeah and I, I honestly thought she was gonna die yes. in that one i didn't yes. think she was gonna come out of it and thankfully she did um but it's funny before we get talk about the documentary i after I finished the documentary, I kind of, like, went on this, like, deep dive into Demi Lovato, like, her past. And I was just kind of curious, like, to look at videos of her from years ago. And because, like, the world didn't know she was doing these things no. until her 2017 documentary Disney came out. people. Correct. And um, you hear about, like, Miley Cyrus, like, smoking weed and stuff. But you don't hear about her shooting, like, heroin. Because I don't think... I don't believe she does that. I mean, I can be wrong, but pretty positive she doesn't. Um, she admitted to, like, shrooms. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, like, psychedelic stuff. Stuff like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she admitted to misbehaving a lot, but I don't know about anything. But, yeah, it's not public if it is, yeah. uh, or if she has. But, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. So, I had watched a few videos of her in Camp Rock, and it's funny because... I watched those movies when they came out and you never thought anything looking at them now and what we know about her now she looks sick like she's very tiny she's frail looking I wouldn't say so much in the first one but the second one there's a drastic change between the two movies so you don't think of that stuff unless you have it's hindsight's 2020 right you know you go in and like looking at the like in the documentary they showed old pictures of her and it was like yeah she doesn't look like because you like you'll see a girl who's like like some people just have small bones and they can be that thin and look healthy but she just she isn't built to be like a hundred pounds and because I I mean she's short right but like you would look at her I don't know what her weight was but I'm just saying like looking at her you'd be like wow she is like way too thin well and that's the thing is like it surprises me that her team 
wasn't recognizing these things. Like, she's a young girl, and then she got misdiagnosed as bipolar. But she's freaking 18, and moody. I mean, we all are. That's also apparently very common. Which is crazy to me. And I think that's just the whole, like, mental health is such a new frontier. Yeah. You know, that that's very common that people, like, get misdiagnosed with um, mental illnesses. And then bipolar, too. It's, yeah. it's That's very common that that happens. And who knows, you know, yeah. what is really the problem. But yeah, it's crazy. crazy to me. So um, if you have not watched a four-part documentary, um, I 100% recommend you do. Um, we can just touch a little bit on it because I don't want to, like, ruin it. But um, basically we find out exactly what happened the night of her overdose. And she, mm-hmm. and she lets, kind of lets the people around her team clear their name, which is awesome. Um, I think very – Yeah. It was very – truthful um very honest from everyone i know episode two and three like i cried the whole time because it was very hard to watch yeah it was hard to watch and i think also like going back to you said about her team clearing their name what is wrong with people that they just want to like go after people like it's to me it's the same as people who want to demonize somebody for overdosing or whatever it is drug use anything like somebody else that your choreographer yeah like don't do not like you don't have the facts just shut your mouth right and she was like getting death threats yes. and it, it's insane she couldn't even be like a dance school teacher because people yeah. were like well you're a heroin dealer like just everybody please just shut your mouth before you like you don't know what's going on well, that's a such a problem well and the problem is is like you know demi has these like cult following and they just like, like the beehive yes. the beehive or you know they they follow you and they think that they're part of your team and that they're you know part of your life and that they have a say you don't have a say like you don't know you're not really you know I think her crew is the lobotics is what they've called her before or her team those fans Fans. anything is like I'm definitely a fan of Demi Lovato but I'm don't sitting there I would not group myself into a lobotic well Um, you're an adult and and yeah like work to do and stuff and that's the problem is these people you talk about mentally ill yeah And those are the ones that are online tweeting and, you know, writing these comments on Facebook and these groups and Mm -hmm. stuff talking about how, like, they want the, you know, death to anyone who touches Demi or, you know, or Lady Gaga or anyone. And it's just like, again, like, do not have anything better to do. Yes. You idiots. Like, that's not cool. And this is how problems start. But I don't know. So the whole thing, (laughs) I'm going to have a tangent on that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it was just. It was crazy to see um, everything that happened. I Like, again, we knew she overdosed, but I didn't know that she, you know, she did go out with her choreographer, but there weren't really drugs happening there. It was no. more drinking. And then she came back and called her dealer when nobody stayed with, at home with her. And, um, you know, then we learned about her having um, been, I guess, raped, technically. Mm-hmm. And which scary we didn't know that the media didn't put that out there um what surprised me the most though is the fact that she called again to like make things right like that's that that's absurd to me and weird that she would do that but like she said she needed to do that for clarity and she didn't get it so it's just like well clarity is a concept that it just isn't real i mean i think she obviously has some some kind of underlying mental issues but um the thing is is was she she was sexually assaulted as a child. Right. And that ruins you. Oh, yeah. I'm 100%. They... And, I, and I, well, not even just as a child, but any time that happens, it just ruins you. It ruins your relationship with sex. 
and um it, it, and that's just that is hard to pinpoint and i don't know if it's its own mental illness that um develops because of that but um that's that's its own problem her like having been raped and then kind of trying to deal with it at her own pace or whatever that's that's its own problem yeah and then with that you know she had all those issues with her biological father um who was a drug addict um a lot of alcohol Mm -hmm. so and he also died of an overdose yeah um and he died alone and he was found i think they said days later when he died too so she's always said that she didn't want to end up like that but she almost did because if her assistant wouldn't have found her 15 minutes sooner she could have or later or yeah Yeah. i mean if she wouldn't yeah it's, it's weird that she had the compulsion to open the door when she did yeah so it just it yeah i i don't even know what i would have done if i was that assistant like anybody like walking in on anyone like that it just scary scary and sad absolutely because she she was non-responsive i mean she would have if it wasn't for modern technology and drugs like narcan that um you know pretty much revive somebody when they're like dead yeah like she would have been dead absolutely so she's now you know pretty much on this road to recovery and has been um since that whole thing happened and we both listened to the joe rogan podcast um and that was very good i write it was long but it was definitely worth the listen i Mm -hmm. think for sure because i think you get a little bit more um in depth from just on because she's more real like joe rogan doesn't like he doesn't you know, tiptoe around anything. He asked the questions. No, and I mean, he didn't so much go into her history as to where she, like, what's going, because the, the, I'm going to call it the podcast, but the, the YouTube documentary was more about her history, mm-hmm. and he was just kind of like, you know, how are you doing? What right. do you do now? Like, what's the, a little bit about, like, you know, they talked about jujitsu and, like, how she was, because that, that's important to her bulimia. It right. seems like her bulimia had a lot to do with her exercising. She was exercising really hard three times a day Mm -hmm. and um you know they talked about stuff like that but they talked about you know how she's coping now and joe is a really good interviewer yeah i agree and they um so he did ask her if she was sober because that's everybody's question to her because of what happened and she said that she's california sober which i guess means that you just smoke weed which yes. yeah so and i had said this to you i was like i kind of after i listened to that interview i was kind of like oh, really like just bummed because i was like i really just i i respect her i think she's super talented and to me, I was just like, I was judging her, like 100% judging her for that because I was like, man, she's she's going to go down the bad road again. But then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Okay, maybe, maybe she needs to do this because like she said, if she cancels everything out, that's when she feels like she has to do the harder stuff. Like she needs to do something in moderation to you know help her then and she even said on the interview like she doesn't know that she'll do it forever she doesn't do it all the time but she does do it to help her moderation and I kind of compared it to eating um just because you know I know for myself if I told myself I could never eat gummy bears again ever I would probably binge eat and I would probably end up like in the hospital eating like 700 gummy bears I don't know like sugar coma I but it's yeah I don't know it's just it's crazy. I think with like with addiction, like we really don't know. And no. anybody that calls himself an expert, you don't know. I think one good thing is, is in California and a lot of other states subsequently, um, recreational marijuana use is legal. Yeah. So the good thing about that is she's not getting it from a drug dealer. True. True. So that's um, better. 
Yeah, so I think that would that would make a huge difference if yeah. she was getting it from a drug dealer, and then that would parlay into other things. Yeah. Um, that makes a difference. That being said, you know, you hear a lot of people that um, do abstain from like everything, whether it be alcohol, weed, just because they don't want to, um, just, they don't want to have the chance of getting to their drug of choice. Right, right. So there's, there's multiple arguments, but then there's also the argument that something like weed is, um, well, there's the moderation argument, then there's the argument that, um, Something like weed is more of a medication. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's kind of foggy and um, you don't know. And then, you know, I've several people, you know, especially because like when we were in high school, that's kind of when the opioid crisis really started hitting big. And I've known several people that do, um, people that I don't hang out with all the time though. So I don't really know. Right. I mean, honestly, people that I haven't seen in a while that seem to be doing fine in our uh, the do drink in quote unquote moderation. But that being said, like, you know, like I think that people like us drink in moderation and have right. like one or two drinks. Right. But then there's people that think they drink in moderation and they drink like three times a week and get really drunk. Right. So that's where you don't really know because moderation is a term that isn't, that's defined by the individual and there's not like a hard line definition on it. So we don't know, um, but all you can do is wish somebody the best. But then you also got to think there's fentanyl is, I think, what really what really clouds up because there are people that have done heroin for 50 years and are still out there. People that do that's heroin crazy. and go to work. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, you know, you just wish people the best. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a scary world and a scary thing to deal with, especially it's just harder when you yeah. see, like, it's hard to see somebody you personally know go through it. Yeah. And I feel like when you see, like, a celebrity that you, like, really, like, respect and, you know, you look up to, it is just like, oh, really? But it, it kind of makes it sort of like somebody you know. Yeah. Like, say if it was somebody, like, you, say, went to high school with or something like that. Yeah. It makes it kind of akin to that and it makes yeah. it hard. And, um, and, and that's the thing, like, for, like, and this is my message personally. I'm sure you feel the same or similar. Like, we don't want to out any... Because people are like, oh, well, you're talking about celebrities. Don't you care about people in your own life? I ain't outing anybody I know. That's, no. Yeah. Like, that's their story to tell. Um, this is just a way for us to communicate a message. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's that's the word. But, I mean, yeah. I... It seems like she's really trying. And I think a... But I think a big part of this for her, too, which... Which makes it even more complicated is her eating disorder. Yeah. I think that is kind of the underlying problem. But I will say, it does seem like she's at peace with her eating disorder. Um, I mean, from what we can see on the media yes. and what she has said. She has put a little more weight on um, over the last, like, year. Um, but she but she did make a post, I want to say it was, like, a year ago, where she was at a beach and she, like posted it unfiltered like with um like cellulite and stuff on her legs and she like was proud and that was probably the first time she's ever posted anything like that and I was really proud of her because like that's hard to do it's very hard to post unflattering pictures of you for the world to see and why but why do we need to post unflattering pictures like can't we just post like I see I feel like um Demi's younger than us I um I don't know I think the whole social media thing is weird. Yeah, I think, I mean, to your point, like, why does it matter? It shouldn't matter. But the but the way social media has made it, it 
matters to a lot of young people. If you don't look perfect on social media, you are nobody. And that that's a problem. Like, the thing is, like, social media is, it's great, but it's also, I think, really, really bad. Well, I see a lot of, and I guess maybe it's, like, because I'm really old at heart, and I see a lot of young people using, like, not not the crazy filter, but, like, the, the filters that make your lips bigger and yeah. your nose smaller and stuff. They use it all the time. I'm like, why are you using this? Like, nobody... Because the, the, the way my mind works is, like, somebody's going to see me in person and be like, what happened to her? Well, Did also, she start using drugs? Yeah. That's what people are going to think. Or if you get kidnapped, no one's going to be able to find you. Yeah. Because you're out there looking like Kim Kardashian on Instagram. And in real life, you look like... Uh, Kim Kardashian in real life. life. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> that doesn't work. That's where my mind goes. I guess it's because I... Well, you know, have been around since the 80s, and things were a lot different back then. Um, but, I, yeah, that's why I don't really use filters unless it's a joke, because yeah. I know that when somebody sees you in real life, they're going to be like, that's a different person. That ain't you. That ain't that's you, not boo. you. No. 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 I don't know. It's That's what's crazy to me about all of it, because, like, yeah, I don't... Like, and to me, though, too, I'm also became more because I've been very self-conscious over the years but I've also developed into the kind of person that you know if you think I'm this or that that's your problem yeah and that's a good way to be though not yeah. to care not to don't care, care. <laughs> yeah so yeah uh, I definitely think you should listen to the documentary yeah 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 it, it's um if you just go on to um YouTube, YouTube. YouTube yeah. and search Demi Lovato, you'll find it. Yeah, I think watching the first one is good too. Do you ever watch the first one in twenty seventeen? It's it's definitely good. It's a different it's a different vibe for sure. And that one, um, it's good. I mean, you don't need to watch it, but the one definitely I would recommend this one and the Joe Rogan episode. I definitely recommend listening. And also, I think we should just say it too. Like, if you need help, get help. Um, yeah. There's plenty of resources out there. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, I mean, honestly, DM us if you need help. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll point you in the right direction. We'll uh, try, try at least. least. Yeah. I mean, depending on what the problem is, well, you might true. not know, but we'll try. Yeah, we'll try to help. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, like, hotlines out there and stuff. I'm yeah. sure we can Google something and find something for you. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's not everybody deals with demons. It's fine. Yeah. You're not the only one. Yeah. So, And that's, I think, that's what a big part of the problem is, though, is everybody thinks they're the only weirdo out there. And the thing is, if I had to guess, I would say 99% of people deal with something, something. some inner demon. And that's the thing is, I know, and I'm glad that now it's starting to be more people can talk about it because, like, even five years ago, it was still taboo to be like, I see a therapist, like, yeah. which is so sad. Like, it's just, it's sad. Like, that's that's why people are crazy is because, you know, they can't talk about it. Well, and then the problem is that therapy's expensive. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, I true. mean, unless you're in a vegetated state, you probably have negative thoughts. Yeah, so there's that. So you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this isn't just about Demi Lovato. We're just discussing, like... And, and I think it's important, like, looking at her documentary, though, you see, like, that stuff happened. And I'm I'm a believer that stuff comes from a source. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that, like, you know, whether it's, like, your parents or whatever situation, the, you were in Hurricane Katrina, whether, like, you know, whoever that is or whatever is necessarily a bad person or you need to cut them out of your life, but, like... You need to kind of recognize what happened, look at the intentions, all of that. Um, 
and I, th I think all of that does kind of formulate how you move forward. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I'm not a doctor though, so don't, yeah. don't sue us for anything. No, please don't. That is a disclaimer. <laughs> I don't want to have to give all my shoes away. We, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Two oh. Nicole's, no doctors. Yes, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we're doctors and being awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we're awesome doctors. Oh, funny. Uh, I guess on another note, um, make sure you give us five stars on Apple. Yeah, and you know what? Because this episode was a little depressing, I guess, because yeah. we talk about overdose, I'm, I'm going to tell you a joke just to end the day. Good. All right. Ready? Yeah. Why do seagulls fly over... Wait, I already messed up. Wait, let me restart. Okay. That was the rewind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, why don't seagulls... Why don't seagulls fly over the bay? Uh, why? Because then they be bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's man. funny. That's like my favorite joke ever. I don't know why. God, Just... I have an October joke. Okay. Did you tell this in October? I actually can't think of it right <laughs> now, so I'll try to tell it in October. <laughs> the point is... We're funny. We try to be funny. Yeah. So there so was your little humor for is. three minutes. Yeah. Rate us on Apple. Give us five stars. If you don't... You're gonna get a bagel that's stale. Oh yeah, and you're moldy. Yeah, stale and moldy. Yeah. No, no, no. You know what's gonna be? The top's gonna look perfect, like a perfect everything bagel. And then when you open it up, mold. Yeah. <laughs> everything mold. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then follow us on our social medias. Yep, Tunicles One Podcast. And hey, listen to our quickies. Yeah. Yes, we did our first full week of quickies, and this yeah. is our second full week of quickies. Yeah, so we hope you are listening to those. Tell your friends. Tell anyone. Yeah. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Your sister. Your, your cat. Yeah, your cat. Your leave, cat would listen. Leave our podcast on for your cat. Please do. Because they say, like, your animals, it makes them feel like they're not alone. Yeah, and we're friends to everyone. Yeah, we love animals. <laughs> So play the podcast for your animals when they're home alone. You know, it just started at the introduction episode and just let it roll through the yeah. whole day. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, be uh, they'll be happy. They like, will. you'll come home and they'll be smiling. They will be. They'll That's be good. Like, yeah. They might even learn to talk. I don't yeah. know. It's just crazy. Yeah. They'll be toilet trained. Yeah. It'll be, like, great. So if you want to see if that's true, play the podcast all day. Yeah, cat. and report back. <laughs> yeah, most now. Yeah. All right. I guess we should uh, let these people go. And play this for their cats. All right. Yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye.